This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everybody. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. I am early again, but considering how late I'm going to be tomorrow, I think we deserve a little bit of early. I'm I'm kidding. I don't mind being late. I just I like to I like to let you guys know when I know for sure that I'm going to be late. Because consistency is kind of important when you make these things, and you guys are used to this dropping around 8, so. If, if it's not going to be dropping around 8, I try to let you know. If, I, if it happens unexpectedly, obviously I can't warn you, but yeah. Don't mind the background. As usual, I have my night manager in the dark forest. That way I can be online for my buddies, but eh. Plus the forest sounds help me go to sleep, so yeah. But anyway, why don't we go ahead and jump into the game? We are still in Champions Wildcard. And I think it's time we meet our players. Today we have Philip, Emily, and Carlos. Another one of the myriad of Emilies from season 37. I don't remember one of them from the other this one could have been the this one could have been the fedex one too i don't remember it but yeah it was one of the emily's that pulled this fedex thing and we had like three or four emily's so i can't i just i can't but this game was a plot twist sort of well it was a minor plot twist with a touch of roller coaster. Because it was a very tight it was a very tight game throughout, I would say. But Philip ended the first round with the lead. Although Carlos got the first daily double. But Philip had a nice good sized lead going into double jeopardy and Emily and Carlos were actually tied for second but then the plot twist comes in because Emily lands the daily doubles and answering both of them correctly earns herself a combined $9,000 and that's not even counting all the other clues and such that she got But she could never really, you know, lock the game away because we had three really good players today. And I also felt like this game was a little bit easier for the home audiences to play along with. I was just sitting there just shouting out random answers and a good chunk of the time they were the right ones. So I, that's why I said I figure it was a little easier for the home audience. I am a hopeful future contestant in training, but 
a lot of people play along at home and some of this stuff was common sense. You learned it in school. So yeah, I did feel like the material was easy for the home audience today. Anyway, back to the game itself. Once we got to Final Jeopardy, like I said, Emily had the lead, but she didn't have the game, you know, completely put in a box and locked up and thrown away the key. But interestingly enough, in Final Jeopardy, nobody was right. And unfortunately, the play that Carlos had to make, I think it was Carlos anyway, had to make really kind of messed him up because of the of the missed answer because in order for him to overtake Emily he literally had to bet everything because Emily had 25,000 and change and he had 13 I think around 13,000 something like that so in order to you know get ahead of her he really didn't have much of a choice but to bet everything he had. In the end, though, nobody, like I said, nobody got it right. But it was Emily who managed to come out on top. She had a, a nice fat chunk of a lead anyway. But she also made a very small wager from that position. So... She did not really do too much damage to herself or her score or any of that stuff like that by missing the clue. And especially in the tournament setting, I think it's very important to, to take in all the factors that are at play here. Like, how good are the people I'm playing against? How well do I know this category? How confident am I that I can come up with the correct answer in these 30 seconds and write it down? There are a lot of factors, there are a lot of factors normally during just regular play to consider when you make your final wager. But especially in a high level tournament like this where you're playing against other champions, I feel like the strategy becomes infinitely more complex. I can't say that for sure because I've never been in that situation. But, I mean, just watching these tournaments for all these years, it just seems to me from here, like the strategy of, you know, trying to make the ideal wager for your situation gets a whole lot more complicated when you're up against players who are, you know, just as, just as high level as you are. So that's, that's today's game in a nutshell, and that's basically what I have to say to you at this point in time a general reminder once again i know we touched on it at the top of the episode but i just want to remind you again that i will be late tomorrow because i have things to do places to be people to talk to that kind of stuff so i will see you whenever i can and hopefully i won't go into why but hopefully Tomorrow is a two-episode because Celebrity Jeopardy. The reason I say hopefully we won't go into that. But I'm going to go ahead and sign us off now. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Good night. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. Mm -hmm.
This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast, an Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast, an Evil Chocolate Cookie production.